Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Pinnell. For today, Sunday, December 20th, we are happy to have you guys on. This is our last show of the year of 2020, and we are so happy that um, a lot of you have been on this journey with us, not only throughout this year, but for the last 12 years. Uh, This show will be 12 years old in a matter of a couple of days. So um, happy 12-year anniversary to us. But thank you guys again for just tuning in Sunday after Sunday. And for those of you who um, tune in via the playback, we thank you again for your support as well. And we are heard um, all over the world, so we're thankful for our listeners. I'm going to bring my sister Denise in so she can um, chime in on that as well. Um Again, we thank you guys for your support. If you have a comment or question for tonight's show, you can call us at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. As we wait for our guests to uh, tune in, I'll turn it over to Denise. Good evening, everyone, and thank you uh, once again, as Janice stated, thank you for joining us uh, tonight for our show tonight. Um, Just very quickly, I wanted to uh, give you just a little uh, quick uh, beauty news, something that I just came across uh, a couple days ago. It's the Makeup Show's virtual show, um, a beauty 
events. It's January 29th through the 31st. Again, January 29th through the 31st. It's a virtual um, makeup show. This, I think this is their second one, I believe. Um, the makeup show is very excited to announce its second virtual show on January um, joined together with them in the community. They have created a beauty experience with over 30 educational sessions with top brands and artists and actual virtual show experience. Um, join them on this virtual journey to connect with celebrity makeup artists and industry experts as they show you the latest trends, techniques, and they share their business expertise to help guide you to a successful career during this challenging time. Connect, collaborate, and create at the Virtual Makeup Show, a beauty experience not to be missed. Advanced tickets are $39. Advanced tickets $39, and I don't know um, how long that will last, and I don't know if the, if the price will change at a certain date or not. But as of now, advanced tickets are $39. Um, again, the show is January um, the show is January 29th through 31st, so I'm assuming that you can probably um, get the tickets at that price for uh, quite some time. Um, but the ticket includes six days access to brands uh, seminars, um, and those uh, six days are from January 28th through February 2nd. You get 24-7 access starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January 28th. Um, you get uh, three days of live main stage presentations. Three days of live stage presentations from January 29th uh, through the 31st, six um, January 28th to February. Again, 24/7 access starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January 28th, and three days of live trade show booths, and that's from January 29th through. I did not attend the first uh, virtual makeup show, so I'm curious as as to how all this is going to work. Thing, um, I believe it was a success before. And I do <clears throat> I do know that um that IAC local seven ninety eight members get in for ten dollars for the days. I'm not sure about um local seven oh six members, but I do know, um the seven ninety eight members get in for uh ten dollars uh for the three days. So if you're interested in registering for this uh virtual makeup show you can go to themakeupshow.com. Again, go to themakeupshow.com to register uh, for this event. It'll be the first, um, the first, um, you know, makeup type trade show um, of the year of the new year. Now, I'm not sure uh, what's planned for um, the other shows that they normally do, um, you know, throughout the year. I'm not sure if it's if those are going to be virtual or if those are going to be in person, I'm not sure how that's working. But as of January, this first show is going to be uh, virtual from the 29th to the 31st. Seems like it's action-packed. But for more um, information on the education, the exhibitors, sponsors, and such, you can go to themakeupshow.com. And, again, you can join me tonight. I'll be over on Twitter for Tweet Chat for tweet chat um, during the show, and we are at beauty underscore talk on Twitter. Again, that's at beauty underscore talk, and we will be using the hashtag uh, beauty talk. So join us over there as well.
And again, if you need to call in with a uh, comment or a question, or you need to just you just want to listen on uh, listen on the phone line as opposed to online, you can call in using nine one four eight zero three four three nine nine. Again, that call in number is nine one four eight zero three four three nine nine. And if you wish to speak, you have to press the number one so that we know that you're uh, that you're wanting to speak. If you um, if you just want to sit on the phone line and just listen to the show, then please do not press that number one. Only if you want to speak to ask a question <laughs> or leave a com or leave a comment. Okay. People get confused about that. Um, I had to add that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm happy that a lot of the makeup trade shows and beauty trade shows and even just trade shows, in person trade shows in general, have found a way to still keep, you know, the communities engaged you know, by having a virtual presence. Yeah. Um, and I guess after a while, it really you really think about it, you're like, oh, my goodness, we could have been doing this all along because, you know, exactly. some people are like, oh, that, that saves on airfare and hotel and things yes. like that. Um, and just think about the just people who, who never, really had, never really had the opportunity to attend some of these events, you know, especially like if you're talking right. about the events just, that are just here in the States. You know, it, it 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 was hard for some people just to attend. If they lived in Florida and the event was in L.A., you know, sometimes for especially a, a working makeup artist or a makeup artist who's hardly getting any work, it you know, it, it can be a bit much just trying to get airfare and hotel, you know, food and things like that. But when it's you're at home sitting in front of your computer, I mean, it's the best thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm glad to hear they're doing that and also um, – um, ISSE has turned their in-person show this year um, in January. Well, they're no longer joining it January, but now in March, tickets go on sale January 5th. Um, but um, they're doing that in, um, um, online as well. And a, another thing that I guess I want people to realize is that some, uh, most of your in-person events, they're really pushing those dates to – um, later in the year, like August or yes. September, just still trying to give everything time. So, mm-hmm. um, and I just mentioned ISSE, and that's March 14th through 16th, but tickets go on sale January 5th. Um, but which I'm which I'm happy about. Nobody's rushing to, you know, to go to in person. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. yes. All right, so again, thank you guys for tuning in. We have with us tonight Ms. Kimberly Dillon of Frigg, and we're going to bring her on the line right now. Hi. Hi, hey Kimberly. There. How are you? I am so excited for this. So good. <laughs> we are excited, excited to have, to have you, you on. <laughs> so Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, why don't we just jump straight to it? Can you just introduce yourself to our listening audience and just tell us a little bit about who you are, your background, and um, and what you're what you're currently doing? Yeah, so I'm Kimberly Dillon, and I am the founder and CEO of a brand called Frig, which you can find at getfrig.com or get Frig on all of our socials. And so we're a beauty line that pays attention to the impact of stress on your hair and skin, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about um, tonight. And then my background and who I am is 
that I have spent the last five years working in the cannabis industry. I was the first black CMO in the space. I helped launch a brand that now is probably doing between 40 and $50 million in revenue. And we started by growing plants in the basement and um, making products out of a crock pot. So I left that organization a little over a year and a half ago to launch Frig. Um, which was my take on the CBD side, specifically because I wanted to talk a little bit about um, emotional well-being and how that impacts our um, looks, because that's my personal experience. And then, two, to create more awareness and opportunities for people of color as it relates to the cannabis-slash-hemp market. Surprisingly, you know, there's not a lot of us in this space, and it's been interesting because I entered the market right before it became technically legal, um, and then while it was in the gray area legal, and then now where it's like an obvious sort of money-making billion-dollar global industry. So I've really seen kind of how capitalism and money and everything comes and, and builds an industry. And the last thing I'll say before I get started is it's, you know, I didn't try cannabis for the first time until I was 33. I mean, I, I just was not the cool kid, so I just did not know what it was, um, and it was prescribed to me from a doctor, so my pathway to it um, is a little bit different in the sense that it wasn't on my radar. I probably thought D.A.R.E. worked for me. If you're an 80s or 90s kid, you know about D.A.R.E. Uh, it was not on my radar. I never thought about it. I considered it a drug, and it really has fundamentally changed my life, so... I also want to share that story for people who have uh, hesitancy around this plant, and it's been such a journey for me. Nice, nice. So let let me just start off by asking, tell us a little bit about your love affair with plants. And I say that because, you know, I think about, you know, your products and, and the plant-based ingredients. You know, we're not just, not just, we're not just talking, you know, CBD, but there are other um, plant-based ingredients in your products. So tell me a little bit about um, how that came about. It was interesting because I never really thought I was into wellness. So my family grew up in the South, where relatively, we were uh, low income, and so if you would have asked me five years ago, I would have said, you know, we never went to the doctor. We never believed in Western medicine. And we were always using different plants and herbs to take care of ourselves. And the goal was, we don't have health insurance, so you better not get sick. And so when something happened, it was like you had to solve it yourself with whatever grandmother was going on the backyard. And you go to the herbal shop, like the Chinese herb shop, and like buy our products. And I probably until five years ago would have just said that was poverty. I wouldn't have really connected it to wellness. And gotcha. it wasn't until I was speaking on, uh, I had the opportunity to speak at the group conference with Gwyneth Paltrow. She was talking to me about like all of her health secrets and tips because I'm teaching the audience about cannabis and CBD. And I forgot what she was, she was talking about this leaf that she's obsessed with. I think it was like Sienna leaf. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, you mean the tea that my grandmother gave me so I could go to the bathroom so I wouldn't go to the doctor because we had to cleanse? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that made this connection. I was like, wait, so, like, I do know a lot about 
about plants and herbs. And I do feel like this is a part of life. But when we think of wellness, I always think of wealthy white women <laughs> uh, talking about it. And so it became part of my mission to, to say, like, hey, and I blame not for, like, one type of person, but to, like, articulate, like, we do know about wellness. It's in most of our cultures and our histories and our roots, mm-hmm. and, and that knowledge is in our aunties and our grandmas. And, like, and so it's really more called back to our roots and back to ourselves of, like, a lot of us know a lot about plants. We've just ignored it um, or not paid attention or been taught something else. And so plant medicine is also just very different. It's very intuitive and it's very slow and it's not standard. And that is something that's different than like an aspirin where you expect I take the same pill every time and I want this impact. Mm-hmm. Plant medicine works differently than that. And so it's a it's a slower, more trusting process. And so that is I wanted to make that accessible for people who might not, you know, resonate with like, I love plants and I work with plants. You might actually do. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in your intro, you introduced, you said, um, you said something about your experience. Um, can you expound on that? You talked about, um, well, one, you wanted to create more opportunities for people of color on the cannabis side, but then also you talked about, we were talking about um, CBD and your personal experience. What was your personal experience in, in how you started to um, uh, begin to create yeah. the product. Yeah, and it's really also about like how I got into cannabis. So I was working at Clorox a, a of all places. I was a brand manager, um, and <laughs> had like a pretty, you know, awesome corporate career. And this might resonate with other women, but like I was just burning out all the time. But the mantra was, you have to be ten times better, right? And so like. I, Mm-hmm. That is a good thing, and it also is a very exhausting thing to tell someone. <laughs> um, right. So what was seen as, like, what I was perceiving as exhaustion and burnout turned into, like, I'm not good enough, or, like, every little glance or every meeting I wasn't a part of, like, I was hyper-vigilant of, like, when do I get promoted? Where is this meeting? I'm exhausted. This cycle of digression all of this was happening in the workplace. And so the first reason why I got into cannabis was, like, I was just having low-grade panic attacks at work, and I didn't have a name for it. It didn't show up like it shows up in TV. Like, I've always been promoted. I've always had, like, that successful career. So it wasn't so obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, I really had to sit down. and was like, someone was like, that's called anxiety. <laughs> like, what? Right. <laughs> Like, do not add something else on my plate I have to overcome. (laughs) Uh, So then I was starting to do some research, and I was just highly concerned because another stigma is like, wait, you mean I have to go to a therapist? You mean not not even a therapist, a psychiatrist? And so then I was like, well, uh, you know, that seems daunting. Let's turn back to, like, how I've always tackled health problems again it was like return to plants because even though I had health insurance I've always just sort of trusted plants more I went to Mm -hmm. an herbalist naturopath and they were like you know have you tried weed and I'm like excuse me the illegal drug (laughs) 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 yes 
And I was like, I'm a good girl, corporate climber. I would never. <laughs> um, and then I had a friend sort of walk me on this journey and like game changing where I was like, oh, so most people aren't having questioning thoughts in their mind at all times. <laughs> most people can turn their brains <laughs> off and go to sleep. Oh, they're not running countless scenarios on how they might get screwed on that presentation. Fun. Right. <laughs> so um, it, it, it provided, like, such balance and clarity for me to get through the day. And so I thought it was amazing. And so then I go and work at this uh, cannabis job, and that it kind of, like, crept back in where I – was over consuming because I'm with three guys who raised millions of dollars to sell cannabis products and I was keeping up with them and they were smoking all day long. I'm the only woman, only black woman and we're making all this money and that's how you did the industry was like you smoke with someone, then they trust you, then you get a business deal and I was out of control. And mm. I was like, okay, <laughs> well now too far to the left and my skin and my hair was breaking out I was so like giving all of myself to this and finally a woman uh, had suggested you know what Kimberly you're over focusing on these THC parts of cannabis do you realize that like a lot of the anxiety and like the benefits can also come from CBD and this was like before CBD became this huge thing. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, let me look into that. Like, I don't want to get high. <laughs> and that's not mm-hmm. helping. <laughs> Let's try CBD. And so then I started taking CBD internally. Um, but I knew about the pain benefits. And I was uh, taking my weave out. And my scalp was on fire. And then I was like, I'm going to put this CBD picture on my scalp. <laughs> to relieve some of this pain and inflammation. Mm-hmm. And then I just started taking wow. the CBD tincture to the hairdresser all the time. Like, hey, just put a couple of these drops on before you start corn growing or before you start dying. Like, let's just protect the scalp. And so that's how it started. And then I started doing research. I was like, oh, so you mean CBD has powerful benefits for the skin and for the inside? This is amazing. And it comes from a plant. And it can hold moisture similar to hyaluronic acid. You mean it's an antioxidant? Mm. You mean that like it also relieves pain? Okay, I'm I'm sold. Let's investigate this. And so that was my journey was being stressed out and having, you know, hair loss and protective styles and needing something to really address those issues. Right. And just can and you just speak briefly briefly on the the difference between CBD and and THC for those, again, who may not know, you know, which one actually makes you high and which one doesn't, which one's good for pain. Because I think a lot of people get caught up um, in that and and they don't consider it as an option. Yep. Yeah, so quick 101. Yeah, so basically cannabis and hemp off the top is the same plant. You can think of it like when you get an apple and there's like a red apple and a golden delicious. They're different colors, but they're both apples. Mm-hmm. Hemp and cannabis are plants, and they're the same plants. It's called cannabis sativa. The difference between the two is completely arbitrary, and it's set by the U.S. government. That's the only difference. So in the United States, we consider cannabis 
to have more than 0.03% of THC, which is considered a cannabinoid. Hemp is considered anything that has less than 0.03% of THC. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. the same plant. So cannabinoids, technically they're called phytocannabinoids. Cannabinoids are a compound that can interact in your body, and they come from the cannabis plant. There's over 100 of them that we know so far. The two we talk about the most are THC and CBD. Mm-hmm. The reason why cannabinoids work so well is because guess what? Your body makes cannabinoids called endocannabinoids. <laughs> and your body has an endocannabinoid system. It's two jobs. One, one of the cannabinoids is literally called the bliss molecule. It's the molecule that helps you feel happy, which is why the stereotype of people smoking or stoners is that they're pretty happy. And it's because <laughs> it mimics uh, cannabinoid in your body that makes you happy. Funny. Um, and it also can control what's called your ECS, your endocannabinoid system, which I like to call your air traffic control center. It helps bring balance to the body. And this is the powerful stuff. So when your body's in pain, your body's out of balance. So cannabinoids balances that out, and that's why a lot of people can see pain-relieving properties. When you Mm -hmm. have anxiety, guess what? Your body's off balance. (laughs) When you have inflammation, that's a sign of guess what again? You're right. Your body's off balance. When you have a pimple, Mm -hmm. you're off balance. When your hair starts to fall out for you know, abnormal reasons, you're off balance. When your skin's dry, when you have hyperpigmentation, um, right. all these things is your body communicating to you. Something is off. And cannabinoids from plants, like cannabis, can come and work with the system and help return your body to balance. And so the last thing I'll say is that there's all these receptors throughout your body. They're primarily in your skin or near your brain. One cannabinoid mm. called THC works with the receptors that are in your brain, which is why when you take THC internally, mm-hmm. you will get high. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. all those receptors are in the brain, your brain is processing bunches of messages, and now here's a cannabinoid that's communicating right there with it, which is why you can get forgetful or sleepy. It's interacting right in your brain molecules. CBD is primarily interacting with receptors in your skin, which is why you can take CBD and you won't really feel anything on a mental high level. But it's still working, but it's not interacting with the receptors in your brain. And so that's why it's very, CBD is considered legal in our country because there is no psychoactivity. THC does create psychoactivity. I do want to put this huge caveat. If you put any cannabinoid, THC, or CBD on your skin, you will not get high. When we talk about hmm. getting high, we're talking about it has gone inside your body. You have swallowed right. it, smoked it, ate it. Right. If you are using a lotion with THC in it, it has not entered your body. Right. It is in your skin. And so I want to put it out there. So a lot of people, um, the two types of, like, topicals that relates to pain, here's how I would roughly think about it. C 
CBD is really great for in the pain concept when it's dull inflammation. So when it's that dull, aching pain. If you have sharp mm-hmm. pain, like neuropathy, it's, it's really stingy type pain, it's acute, THC would actually be the better molecule for you because sharp pain is something that triggers your mind. She's in pain. Chronic pain over time you start to forget about. Mm-hmm. So uh, THC, you kind of need a little mental component to kind of get you over the pain because it's sharp. Mm-hmm. It's got your attention. THC in a topical format would be really great for neuropathy or really sharp acute pain. CBD would be really great for inflammation, chronic, dull pain. And so that's really the difference. Gotcha. Gotcha. So tell us a little bit about your products, um, what you offer, um, and the ingredients. Yeah. So we have three products now. We're actually launching with our first retailer in January. And uh, are nice. coming out with a couple of more, so it's very exciting. We launched in July during a pandemic, which was crazy. Um, but I think it was because we're really focusing on making that connection between how you feel on the inside impacts how you look on the outside. And so to yeah. that end, we have um, a CBD tea that we combined with chamomile and skullcap. Um, and that's really to bring calmness and awareness on the internal side of your body. We're using the CBD to calm you down and get you ready for sleep, but also to fight internal inflammation because internal inflammation actually can lead to a lot of skin conditions like an acne, like discoloration, even hair loss. And when you're stressed, when your body produces cortisol or other stress hormones. Adrenaline is also a stress hormone. So if you're getting, like, excited and then calm and then excited and then calm, that's actually flooding your body with stress hormones. Stress hormones actually increase inflammation in the body. So that stress is having an impact on your body. So that's the CBD key is to really, like, reduce those stress hormones. Then we have our hair potion. That can be used in multiple ways. It's a scalp oil, it's a hair oil, and it also has great ingredients like biotin. We use baobab oil because um, we really wanted to capture a lot of moisture and really wanted to go after sort of dry, uh, flaky, uh, serratic scalps or people who have lots of tension because they're wearing weaves or braids, et cetera, there's that pain component, which is why we added the CBD. So that's the hair mm-hmm. bonus, which you can add to your conditioner. You can add it to um, as a hair oil, like it's heated up, et cetera. And then our face potion, which I just absolutely love, um, is really around getting your skin back to stasis. And so the number one thing that I've seen, regardless of the brand or our brand, any brand, but CBD in general, I think the top three things I hear people say is that, one, it improves skin texture. So rough mm-hmm. skin, um, any type of texture issues, bumps, I think that's the number one benefit. The number two is any type of redness or inflammation for people with rosacea, psoriasis, and eczema, I think starts to see, like, the best 
sort of benefits there are um, non-cystic acne um, or people with acne scars because coloration. And then I think the third uh, real benefit is for that discoloration, that uneven skin tone, CBD, and a sister cannabinoid that I think will be popular called CBG are really powerful antioxidants. Um, and antioxidants just really are fighting like three radicals and what's happening on your skin. Fun fact, the reason why cannabis smells kind of the way that it does is that for the plants, the cannabis plant, it is protect that scent is protecting it from mosquitoes and the sun. So it's hmm. actually doing a very similar thing to your skin where it's protecting you from UV rays and like all these sort of bad things that can enter your skin because your skin is part of your immune system as we've all learned right. in 2020. <laughs> right. <laughs> so true. So those are the um, products um, and we're actually launching a beauty pink shirt in January and then we're um, launching a scrub and a moisturizer. So um, we've got a lot oh, of nice. feedback, which has been awesome. And we're extending the product line um, next year. Nice. So you guys are rolling to have been out since uh, July. You know, it's been a grind. I feel like the messaging around um, stress and anxiety is a timely one because it's 2020. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of retail, I will say, like, a lot of CBD is snake oil in the sense that it's only been legal for 20 months. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you know, a lot of people are, like, just putting CBD on anything. Like, I see CBD in pillows, which, how does it move from the pillow to your skin? <laughs> what happens when you wash it? <laughs> Um, CBD is technically an oil, like it's an oil-based molecule. So anything that's like you're washing and it comes off your face is suspect to me. <laughs> anything in shampoo is uh-huh. suspicious. Anything that's in clothing that goes in a washing machine is suspicious. Um, and so I, I think it's having its trend moment, but there's not a lot of people. I think that one of the benefits I bring to the space is I've been in cannabis for the last five years. And so mm-hmm. it's that science and the understanding of the whole plant, not just this one cannabinoid. And I worked with scientists and researchers to understand dose amounts. And I'm not one of these people who say, hey, if 10 milligrams is good, take 1,000 milligrams. Back to my earlier story, like, you can't consume too much weed. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> Don't be afraid of weed, but also, like, use common sense. So I think that those are some of the reasons why our brand has really resonated is because it's we're really trying to educate people about right. this choice. And for me, it's can I educate you about cannabis? Can I educate you about shrooms? Can I educate you about adaptogens? Like these are all plants that can help us in our daily lives, and that's kind of the mission behind Spring. Nice. Well, Kimberly, who are there people that shouldn't use the product? You know, if, um, if there's people who are maybe at certain, like pregnant women or, or other people that should not use the product. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I would say on an internal level, we're talking like you are swallowing, eating, so um, mm-hmm. CBD or drinking the tea. I would say people who are blood thinners should not mm. um, probably use CBD or cannabis in general. There are some diabetic medicines that um, are showing some, like, negative interactions. Um, And then, but CBD is actually a pretty um, innocuous compound. But what I would say as a washout or a thought starter is I would like to explain the three types of CBD that you might see in a product line, um, which will lead to my last group that I think should think about whether or not they should take it. So you'll see three categorizations of CBD or any cannabinoid, rather. You'll see it'll be called full spectrum, broad spectrum, or isolate. So those are the three types. Isolate is a white powder. It is literally 99% pure CBD. Some benefits of that is that it's exact. You are getting CBD and nothing but CBD. It is very common. I would think of it like as a pharmaceutical, right? Aspen comes from the really dark tree. They're really boiling it down, distilling it. That's called an mm-hmm. isolate. A lot of people would say it's the least effective type because you're only really getting CBD. From there, you get broad spectrum. Broad spectrum has everything in the plant except THC. So it has all of the chlorophyll. It will be green. It has the plant waxes. It will have anything that was, like, in that plant, but then they just remove the THC. And then mm-hmm. full spectrum means you're getting the full plant. I like to say this is like if you bought, like, fresh squeezed orange juice. Isolate is like if you got tang and you added water and you reconstituted it back. Full spectrum is thought to be, like, the healthiest, holist, most effective. So that was a long-winded way to, to, like, say there's three different types. But if you are pregnant or if you're at a place where you get drug tested and you're consuming lots and lots and lots and lots of full spectrum CBD, which means there's 0.03% THC in it. There's a tiny amount. There is a very small chance that you could pop on that drug test. So if you're one of those people that's in a very sensitive employment situation, (laughs) (laughs) I perhaps would not use full-spectrum CBD, and I would make sure that there was zero THC in the product if you were in a role that tests for drugs on a very regular basis. And the chances mm-hmm. are still so slim, but I do want to educate people that it is a possibility. Wow. And what has Can some you? of the people been saying, have people been saying about the product thus far? Yeah, so I think what has helped a lot of women and some men <laughs> uh, is really around ritual and self-care and really leaning into the moment. So we also put scents that are supposed to be uplifting and really 
um, de-stressing. You focus uh-huh. on the texture so that it absorbs incredibly quickly. So some people say uh, one that I love is around Cleopatra vibe. One texted us uh, how it replaced her rosacea medicine and was saving her $300, <laughs> which I love. Um, and then one is a very busy writer in Harlem and was like, this will get your life right. She talks about the tea. And uh, whenever she wants to fight someone or get in an argument, she just makes herself a cup of fruit tea and waits 15 minutes. <laughs> it really calms <laughs> her down. And I just find that so hilarious. <laughs> um, but, like, how powerful is that to, like, help, you know, regulate your emotions and your mood and, like, just see the connection between truly how you feel is how you show up in the world. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I I watched one of your um, IG lives, and I I thought it was so interesting. You talked about um, the plants that support wellness, and you mentioned – you know the cannabinoids earlier. Can you can you talk about the others? About other plants or the other cannabinoids? No, about other the other plants that support wellness. Yeah, so there's a lot of other plants that support wellness. The two that I really love and that's included in uh, the Frig product line is what are called adaptogens, and another is called nervines. Um, adaptogens. That's a buzzword that's been around for a couple of years. Adaptogens um, are classified as plants that reduce stress in the body. Um, It was Russian scientists who coined it in the 60s, but adaptogens have um, been categorized and written about for thousands of years, primarily in traditional Chinese medicine. Cannabis actually is considered to be an adaptogen. Anything that impacts your stress or your mood would follow under this adaptogen category, but also that does not necessarily cause harm. So all these plants are plants that theoretically are not poisonous to the body. Some adaptogens that we all know about include turmeric, ginseng, ostagawanda, mm-hmm. um, which is my personal favorite, uh, rhodiola, passionflower, lemon balm. These are all, you know, when you go to the store, health food store, and you see mood support, or they might be called nootropics or brain function, you know, all these code words for something to do with the mind and stress. They usually are using adaptogenic herbs, um, and cultures around the world have used uh, adaptogens. And then nervines are specifically herbs that work with the nervous system. Um, So some, a popular one, chamomile is a nervine, and we know the impacts of you know, chamomile tea to go to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. Catnip is one. So it's interesting because catnip has a very calming effect for humans, but we can see that, see how, like, it has an opposite effect for cats. <laughs> and what's <laughs> happening is it's like dealing with the nervous system of the cat, but, like, in your mm-hmm. body, in a human body, it's kind of calming you down. Um, and so that's what nervines are. And so anyway, it's a collection of all these plants that support your mental well-being. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be cannabis. Uh, mushrooms, which I'm having a moment right now, and I'm not talking about the 
magic mushrooms, but foods like um, lion's mane or um, reishi. All those mushrooms have been used for thousands of years to, like, help with clarity, help to de-stress you, help with happiness levels. And so mushrooms are also a really powerful category of uh, plants. Nice. I think what I, I think what I wanted out of this conversation tonight was really for people to, and I think, and I, I know you've definitely achieved this, but I, my whole goal tonight was for people to really get an education, um, you know, not just on cannabis, but just on ingredients and different ingredients that are, are great for the skin and great in skincare products. And so yep. thank you for, for answering that particular question. And, and I wanted them also to know that you can get great ingredients from plants. Um, and it brings me to another IG Live that I saw of yours that I was so excited to um, listen to because it's something that I, I love to talk about but acne, and you, you brought up four myths that um, you posted the four different myths about acne, and I found them to be um, so interesting. And the first one you, you brought up was, you know, you're, you're doing it wrong. So can you talk a little bit about, about what you meant by you're doing it wrong and why we get so caught up in that? I mean, because I think that, like, and I forgot who, which celeb, was it Kiki Palmer? Mm-hmm. Who did her IG live where she was like, hello, I'm a beautiful and wealthy actor, and look at what mm-hmm. my face really looks like. And I think mm-hmm. it destigmatized the conversation around acne. And, like, acne, we, we tend to think of it as, like, teenage years, and it's, like, hormones. And then outside of the teenage years, it's a personal failing. You're not washing your face. You don't have the right Right. um, product. You're not eating well. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. Without really understanding um, that acne can can come from lots of different things outside of your control, the majority of those things are outside of your control, (laughs) that for some people it's an actual disease state. And not just like a casual, like, oh, well, I've been eating too much chocolate. <laughs> and that's kind of like <laughs> what, you know, we blame people on. It's like, oh, well, if you just drink water and do whatever. <laughs> and it's like, actually, that's not, that's actually not helpful. And when we live in a society where, like, everyone's faces are in filters or whatever, you're not even seeing people's real skin. <laughs> Right, And right. so, you know, your skin is wellness, and your skin is a mirror to what's happening on the inside. <laughs> right. So, like, instead of being like, just be a moment of investigation, like, what's happening? Like, if it keeps happening, you might actually have a literal condition that needs help by a dermatologist, which is a doctor. <laughs> or... <laughs> Then you need to like evaluate like what's going on, and that's a that's a back a return to yourself, which is what Frigg really is trying to like educate on. A return back to yourself and have that conversation. One, it could be like literally your skin's too dry. 
then maybe the water conversation makes sense. Two, exactly. see that you're stressed out. Stress has such a huge impact on your skin. When you're stressed out and those stress hormones come up, which we talked about earlier, here's some other things that the presence of stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol does in the body. It decreases the amount of biotin in your body. It decreases the amount of hyaluronic acid in your body. It also decreases the amount of keratin in the body. I emphasize and pause after all those things because if you're in the beauty, you're probably buying products with all those things in it. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. stress is depleting your own natural stores of it. And the next thing that stress does is that it can produce too much sebum for you, which is a sign of the dryness. So when you are stressed out, you might overproduce oil, and your face might get oily, which clogs your pores, which leads to cystic acne. Or you might produce too less, and your skin gets dry, and that also creates acne. Right. And so for me, the the conversation is like, Acne shouldn't be seen as this, like, horrible thing. It should be seen as an investigation. Like, something is off balance. How do I want to tackle this? If this keeps happening, I should go to a doctor, i.e. a dermatologist. <laughs> right. Or if this is, like, outside of my norm, what, what are the levers can pull? Is it stress? Is it my product? Is it what I'm eating? Is it, like, the environment? Is it the water? Like, what... And start to have a conversation with yourself. That's what skincare should be. It should skincare should be self care. It's like investigating, mm-hmm. like why is this happening? Why is my hair falling out? <laughs> why do I have flaky skin right here? Like what's going on in my life? What's happening? And so it 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 just it's a nice little sign from your body. Like check in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so the the absolutely. the next myth the next myth was all your skincare products must be oil free. Yep. And so a lot of people like get obsessed with sort of oils, and again, this is like checking out like what is true for me and starting to have a relationship with your skin. Um, oily skin doesn't necessarily mean that you can't use oil on it. In fact. Right. Oil dissolves oil, and so oil cleansers can actually be quite, you know, wonderful for certain people. Dry skin doesn't necessarily mean that there's a lack of oil, um, and so it's really investigating what is the root cause that I'm solving for and then working backwards, and that's personal, and that is that, like, sort of tap in and kind of understand what's going on. But, yeah, oil, oil shouldn't be something that should terrify people because oil is what your body produces (laughs) and uses to moisturize and protect your skin. When you produce too much of it, that's when you need to check in. And when you produce too little of it, that something is off balance in the body. Yeah, yeah. And and so then another one was, but you touched on it a little bit, is you must dry out your skin's natural oils, and that's not true. But the very last one is something that um, that I think is interesting, and that natural treatments don't work. Yep. 
this is, you know, this is back to like even my own philosophy where it was just like, oh, you know, we're using plants because we're poor or some hippy dippy California crystal <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, type. <laughs> and if you think about it, like one, I would posit to you, and I say this like, you know, just in sincerity, is like if you think about who doesn't tend to have a lot of acne. <laughs> It does mm-hmm. tend to be like traditional people <laughs> um, and traditional cultures are maybe an older generation that doesn't have like so much, so many exotic things in their lives. So it might be like they have a simple like water and castor oil routine or something that is natural. Um, right. So there's one sort of like thing I would like explore too. Most, I mean, I would venture anything that's chemically based came from a plant in its original sort of concept. If we take that's it right. back to aspirin, you know, we wouldn't have aspirin unless we had willow bark. Right. <laughs> Something has, you know, Pfizer and these companies invest so much of their time going to the Amazon and finding these plants, putting patents on the plant, and then figuring out how to replicate it in a lab, then they put a patent on that, and then they sell it back to you at 100 times the markup. So if we understand, like, the economics of it, and I'm not against pharma. Like, if my leg comes off in a car accident, I'm not going to be turning to plants to solve it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to be going to the hospital. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. I would like to just share that I'm not like this plant purist in which plants are solving everything in my life. But one, right. I am conscious I do believe in conscious capitalism and I do want to control where my dollar goes and I do understand I don't want to pay um for water that's in a pretty packaging that has like a little drop of a chemical in it. <laughs> one Two, I do want to have a more gentle lifestyle that can come from plants. I try to eat plant-based, but I will eat some bacon if put in front of me. (laughs) Um, So, like, life in moderation. Um, And I also feel like plants, it's slow beauty. And I think slow beauty is not a bad thing. You know, I think sometimes washing your face just seems like, a quick, like, a chore, checkbox. But, like, you get to touch your beautiful face, look at it in the mirror. That's such a wonderful time to have, like, a ritual or to affirm yourself. Like, you're taking care of Mm -hmm. yourself. It's not like a, you know, quick, like, let's rush out of this. Like, take that moment to touch yourself and and really to feel. Um, And so that's what I love about plant-based things in general that it does require a little bit more slowness and a little Mm -hmm. bit more being in touch with yourself. And that's kind of what we need in this chaotic world that we live in. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kimberly, our last question for you tonight is what is your definition of beauty? Hmm. I think it's self-acceptance and self-love. For me, beauty is a representation of love. There's one of my favorite things 
I love uh, the little crow line, smile lines. I don't know if they have a name. Um, but on women, I love smile lines. I think they're so beautiful because it's like, oh, that's a history of, like, smiling and happiness and joy and life experience. It's hard to be beautiful if you don't love yourself, truly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that love yourself is internal, and it really does radiate, radiate out on some subconscious level. If someone feels beautiful, you you really feel it. Um, and so that's, that's what it is for me, self-acceptance and self-love. Nice. I love that. Thank you so much. You're going to have to come back on when you guys, um, bring out more products and get into stores and have to come back on and tell us all about it. But I'm definitely going to be using the product and following, um, Frig as well. If anyone wants to follow us or um, hear more about us, we're at Get Frig on Instagram. Our website is Get Frig. We're giving away a free deluxe sample for the rest of the year. I'm not sure when this is airing or if it's airing, it's live right now. Yep, we're doing free mini for the rest of the year. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Kimberly K. Dillon, um, where I'm sharing more about the journey. And if anyone has any questions, et cetera, I I'm so passionate about plants. I can talk about them all the time. So I would be I would be <laughs> thrilled to come back uh, and give an update. Absolutely. Now, Kimberly, are, We're you, are you on Twitter at all? Am I are black? you on Twitter at all? Are you on Twitter? I am on all? Twitter. I'm actually uh, uh, Kimberly Dillon. Um, I had to tap out for a bit because I can't keep up with the political heavyweights. But now I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> 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 no, what about what about um Sprig? Are is Sprig on Twitter as well? You know, I or haven't just... been on Twitter, but like I, I I've been noticing there is a nice skincare and like beauty community on Twitter. So if you tell me that's where it's at, I will investigate again. Twitter is <laughs> always where it's at. <laughs> ah got it. Yes. <laughs> We greatly appreciate it. Again, we're going to be following you um, and definitely want you to come back on um, in the new year when, when some more things start happening. We definitely want to support it. So please keep in touch and let us know what's going on with you. Awesome. Thank yes. you so much. I so appreciate you too. Oh, you're Absolutely. welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Have a great Have a wonderful night. holiday. You, you too. too. Have a wonderful Have a great evening. Holiday. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight with our guest, Ms. Kimberly Dillon of Frigg. Uh, she shared some great information. Um, mm-hmm. Can't wait to share, you know, little snippets of it um, on social media. Um, but some great information, left a lot to be explored. You can definitely look into it a little bit more. And, again, she's at Frigg, I'm sorry, Get Frigg um, on IG as well as the website getfrigg.com. Um I have uh, I have the face potion, so I'll definitely tell you guys um, what's that what that's like. Once I'm gonna start using it, and I'm just gonna just see for a couple of weeks, you know, the differences um, that I that I notice. So I'm definitely gonna keep you guys posted. I do have the tea. Haven't tried it yet, um, but I do have the, oh, some yeah. of the teas as well. 
So we'll be trying that as well. Yeah, so we'll be trying that as well um, for sure. Thank you guys so much um, for tuning in tonight. Again, I said earlier this is our last show of the year. We're in holiday mode now, so uh, we're going to make this the last show of the year. But thank you guys for tuning in tonight and for supporting all year as well as for supporting for the last 12 years. We are definitely grateful um, for your continued support. Yes, thank you guys so very much. We appreciate you. And for our listeners all over the world, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to follow us, continuing um, to listen to us, and for, you know, just always having us on your mind. We're so appreciative. So thank you guys, and have a great holiday. Absolutely. So you guys can um, follow us on Facebook. We are Beauty Talk um, Online Radio. On Instagram, we are Beauty underscore Talk. And on, I'm sorry, on Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. And on Twitter, we're Beauty underscore Talk. And then you can follow mm-hmm. both my sister and I on all social media platforms by our, by our names. I am at Janice Tunnell, that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And my sister's at Denise Tunnell, that's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L on all social media platforms. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a wonderful, wonderful um, Christmas later in the week, and have a wonderful and blessed new year. Have a good night, and thank you guys. Good night.